I'm saying in the middle. James Laurinaitis, breathe me in, you'll get bronchitis. Like they were that team that would do that. And and everybody would be and we'd be like, what are y'all doing? Y'all suck at football. And now we're good. Do, do you think that there's still a kind of a um, surprise that they're in the Super Bowl? I, mean, I know people were talking all season, but just from the way they played at the end of the season and and with this whole non-call uh, nonsense, d- does it kind of feel like maybe it's it's not so much of like, of course they made the Super Bowl, of course they're going to win. You know, like, like if um, – you know, if Kansas City would have made it, I think people would be like, yeah, 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 of course. Kansas City is the Super Bowl, like Patrick Mahomes. And I think with the Rams, there's a little bit of like a – there's a stink to it. And I think it's just because oh. of their recent play, you know. And um, there's a stink well, finger the going on to that foreskin. Yeah, that, that, the biggest well, stink is that non-cost. People are still talking about it. And then it's it's morphed into the into – the, into the, uh, you know, the referees living in California. It's – They've kind of gotten over NRC's part of it, and now it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Sure. It's, but that's fine. Let them concentrate but on I that. Think, and, I think it's more than that, though. I th- and I think the the good thing for the Rams is that it coincides with the relocation because you, you talk about the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been in the playoffs each of the last four years now. So the, this year they lost in the AFC Championship, but they were in the wild card round the year before. They were in the divisional round the two years before. They even got. Patrick Mahomes. The Saints had been in the playoffs. They were in the Super Bowl after the 2009 season and made the playoffs four years after. The Patriots obviously have been what, the Super Bowl every damn year? So the Rams didn't have a single winning season from 04 to 16. So the the difference is this, I, I get what you're saying, Joey. It's kind of like that. Maybe not for this season because we knew in March and we, you know, we wrote the the Super Bowl or bust angle up pretty frequently. You had a good art piece about it. Bate had a piece about it. Professor had a piece about it. That that that's what this season was shaping up to be, and obviously that came to pass. But the last fifteen years for the Rams have been very different than the last fifteen years for the Patriots, the Chiefs, and the Saints, and and a lot of teams. And that's the real difference. And we're speaking oh, yeah. way too much football to start this podcast. I'm not going to do this. We've got it. We've got to do. I I get it. It's the Super Bowl. There's football to be played. We're trying to be serious. We've got to talk about something stupid. Joey, your son broke his neck. Yes, he broke his neck. So I am. Um, I'm, I'm snoozing. Uh, I, I, everything's happy. It's five o'clock in the morning, and suddenly I hear this screech, and he he goes, "Mommy!" Like a nightmare. And we're like, "All right, whatever." You know, sometimes you know, three year olds get nightmares, and then he can't move. Like his neck is just. Um, giving him like an incredible amount of pain, and uh, my father-in-law is a, a doctor, so that's always nice. You can always just you know give him a call and go, okay, this weird thing's happening. Like, cause you know it's like, oh, it's possibly a neck spasm. But he's being such a baby about it. Like he won't move, he can't stand up, he won't. He's just on the couch, head on the pillow, just wants to watch iPad all day and eat pizza. And eat pizza. What kind, what kind of pizza does he eat? Uh, you know what? He had um. I I'm, I feel really bad about this, but um, we eat Papa John's. <laughs> What's the order? Yeah, well, here's I'm also I'm also embarrassed. Um, my my uh my wife doesn't do spicy foods because from North Carolina and they just they don't like the spice like butter is spicy to them, and they do the ham pizza. They do ham and cheese. Um, I ham, usually just, get. Wait, just the ham and cheese pizza? 
you know what? Sometimes oh. they do pepperoni. I mean, sometimes they're no, not pepperoni. Sometimes they do pineapple. The Hawaiian pizza, okay. which yeah, the which, which I think is fine, but um, but sometimes the Hawaiian is better than a ham. The Hawaiian is better than a ham and cheese. So just ham. It's a sad. It's just it's a sad pizza. You know, red sauce. They put, some, they put like a nice mustard base down to the, the ham and cheese, and 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 so so then we'll put other stuff on it. We'll put you know basil and um, he likes you know olives or put you put a bunch of stuff on it. Sure. Um, I'll put anything on a pizza. We, we've talked about this before. I ain't scared to put. Anything on a pizza. Um, I'll put CJ Anderson on a pizza and eat that shit. So if if ham and pineapple is a Hawaiian, what's a what's a ham and cheese pizza? I think it's just I think it's German. It's just a Midwestern soccer mom. (laughs) I'll I'll have a soccer mom, please. Can I can I have a Nebraska? A twelve inch (laughs) Nebraska thin crust. I'll have I'll have one Topeka, Kansas, please. What what counts for a Seattle pizza? What's the famous Nisqually pizza, Bravo? Oh man, see, it's called the I Reach. Call me because I don't do. I don't do. I'll have a. Pizza. I'll have a large Reach, reach pizza. pizza, please. I do not do funky pie, but I'm sure they got some salmon shit going on up here. I just, I just don't do it, so I don't. I don't even. Partake. I'll just do the. Do I'll just that. do the regular, you know, clam, lobster, scallop, <laughs> crab, gooey, the gooey duck, dungeness. I'll just crab have like an Alaska pizza. cod pizza, please. Yeah. No, go ahead. Put the halibut in the sour cream for the dipping sauce with the cabbage, like normal. <laughs> I I don't know where to start. I know we got this run sheet, but I, I Robo, we talked about this last week, and I know I think I'm on the outside. I, I did six radio hits today, or radio podcast combined hits today. I get it. Everybody has moved on from Super Bowl Thirty Six, except me, and and maybe a couple other people that still care. Uh, anyone who's been a fan for you know was a fan back then, I want to say I'm on the I'm on the, I think I'm on the on the outside on this one. You can't count people who weren't fans then, and and have them be upset about it. No, no. But someone who's been a fan for 20 years and was around when that happened, I think I think it's very popular for that small group to be still pissed off and looking forward to the revenge game. I think it's very popular. And. That's my number one. Somebody asked me the, the the top three, and I went number three. I went Tom Brady versus Jerry Goff. Number two, I went uh, Bill Belichick versus Sean McVay. Number one, I just went the idea that the, the Rams played against the Patriots in Super Bowl the, eighteen years ago. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick essentially catapulted themselves into a dynasty. While we, what's the opposite of a dynasty? A dynasty? <laughs> the Cleveland uh, Browns. A dynasty. Well, we were worse than Cleveland because they went to the playoffs. We were worse than Cleveland. Yeah, we were worse than everybody. Everyone. We were the we, we we essentially were the worst team in the NFL over that stretch. And now we've come full circle. And I don't know. I I I can't shake the idea that for me that's the that's the biggest thing going into this game. Hmm. That's that is so far down on my list. And I was alive and a fan back then. I mean, don't get me wrong. If well, I shouldn't say when, if, when they hoist the Lombardi trophy and, you know, they're, they're inviting who is, who's doing the games. It's CBS. And who's going to be handing the trophy out? Someone like Bill Cower or some shit. Uh, who's their studio guy, whoever it is, it's going to like do the interview and say, Oh, all right, bring a, bring up Stan Kroc, Mr. Kroenke on behalf of Annabelle and CBS. We want to give you the Lombardi trophy. And then they bring McVeigh over. Then they talk to Goff and then they, they add like Aaron Donald. Then 
they, I, I, everyone's going to be like, yeah, fuck you, the Patriots. Suck, suck my D, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And I think people are going to have a lot of that. But for me, I'm not going to think about that until that moment. It's, it's, it's not driving me. Um, there, there, there are bigger fish for fr- to fry in my in my pan. What's the biggest fish to fry? Getting that monkey off our back. I think we kind of. I think a lot of people feel like we did that by getting here, and I'm still. I still want to get it. I, I still have that. That I, that's gonna that is gonna justify me burying the Jeff Fisher era, the Steve Spagnola era, the 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 Linehan era, the Joe Vitt era, the. Uh, who was the old Saints coach? It was our D coordinator. He was a coach at Hazlitt era. The, the yeah, end of yeah. the March. I mean, put all that shit in a box and I never have to look at it again. I never have to deal with it again because we've overcome all of that and we're world champions. And that's what that's going to represent to me. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the biggest thing for me is just finally getting – I mean, they're so close to doing it. And I think a lot of people felt like last week was it? Was it? Two weeks ago was it? Uh, but for me, it, this is – that that would cement it for me. It would be that's that's why I just I just want to be able to say you know what, forget all the noise, forget the blown call, the not call, whatever. The name on the Lombardi Trophy right now is going to be the Los Angeles Rams, and all that other noise isn't going to matter. All the crying, whatever, it just it won't. So that's that's how I'm looking. At, I'm looking at that's and then there's all the other stories going on. But you know the Rams putting putting Tom Brady out to pasture is is, is it would be sweet, but it's it's kind of low there for me. Well, I think you're just the opposite, as you said. I, w- I was going to ask Joey what the the biggest fish to fry is, but I realized there was a there was a featured guest that we didn't bring in talking about <laughs> fried fish. Ooh, we talk Nebraska pizza. Y'all getting exotic? <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what if we t- speaking of just frying fish and and. Uh, the rivalry with the Patriots. I mean, I, I understand the hatred for the Patriots, but I don't think it's that specific to the Rams. I feel like any competitive team hates the Patriots, right? I mean, if, if you're in the playoffs and in the mix and you have a chance to win a Super Bowl, chances are you hate Boo Bill Belichick. It's just, at least in the last 17 years, right? I mean, everybody has a story. It's like, you know, being, being an actor in LA and having an Andy Dick story, everybody found themselves in a bathroom and <laughs> suddenly Andy Dick shows up and puts his hand in your pants and you have a story. And that's the same thing that any NFL franchise, I mean, you have to be good looking enough. Like I never got accosted by Andy Dick because I, I don't, um, I don't, I don't fit his, uh, his qualifications of what he's looking for, but, but my, my, my good, you know, I have about three, four, five, six, seven friends and they've all, you know, have the story of like, oh, I was in canters and I turn around and suddenly Andy Dick's hands on my dick. Um, so I feel like that's what Bill Belichick is. He's basically <laughs> Andy Dick for the NFL. And so, yeah, you can, you can hate the Patriots and I, I totally get that, but I feel like it's really all about the Rams versus the Rams. And this is a really good matchup because you have a team mm. that is beatable because they're older. And yes, they know how to win, but they also know how to be really old. And what the Rams know how to do is be, you know, young and that's going to be good and bad. It's going to be an experience. So I think both teams have these certain, um, I don't know if you call them flaws, but there's these intangibles and you and you don't know when they're going to uh, present themselves during the game. It's the inexperience and youth of the Rams versus the um, the crusty experience of the of the Patriots. 
And, and and my favorite matchup is is the coaches, you know, especially hear that story and know we're getting ahead of ourselves. But when I think it was today, they were talking about how um, McVeigh and Bel- Belichick have been texting all all season, and it's kind of like, oh, do they secretly hate each other though? Yeah, is it kind of like, yeah, 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 we both have football in common, but also I want to kill that person, or are they buds? I don't think they're buds. I don't think Bill Belichick's buds with anyone. Is he buds with anyone? Bill, 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 Bill Belichick doesn't even yeah. like Bill I Belichick. I don't think I don't think he does brunch often. I mean, he, you don't go to brunch with Bill Belichick. I could also see like Sean McVay tweeting him or tweeting him, tw- texting him or DMing or whatever they did, like a hundred words, and Bill Belichick responding like yep. one word. So like, yes, it, yeah, like after the game, Bill Belichick would be like, "Uh, good game." Hey, thanks. Thanks. You know, we have a lot of respect for you. We like what you guys are doing over there. I learn a lot from you guys watching the tape. And, you know, every time I see you guys play, you guys have so much innovation that we like. Uh, you know, love to catch up with you sometime if you have time, coach. Yep. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, man. that'd be Yeah, I'd love to, you know, just throw a couple things on the wall, see what sticks. Hey, you guys do so many things. I love the way that you guys, you know, the, the flex on the outside from the Joker and the way that you guys have the outside pull with the mic fire. And anytime that the one two comes off the shade from the one from the one technique, you guys do a lot of things that I'm really interested. <laughs> yeah, we do that. Hey, uh, maybe, maybe, oh, we'll yeah, get yeah, yeah. maybe we'll go <laughs> get a water chicken sometime. Uh, right. You want, you want to go do that? You want some water chicken? Because you ever been to Cheesecake Factory? They got 14 different flavors of cheesecake. They got peanut butter. They got chocolate raspberry. They got chocolate. They got, oh, they got all these kind of flavors. What's your favorite kind of cheesecake? Cheesecake. Oh, they got cheesecake. Yeah. They, they have <laughs> I also want to think that conversation goes like over days because Bill Belichick sends like a reply two days later and then McVeigh picks it up like it was five minutes later. Yeah, maybe. Because, you know, the memory, he remembers everything. Yeah. You know what it kind of comes down to in terms of the coaching matchup is Sean McVeigh is a puppy. And Bill Belichick is this dog that's on the edge of death. And and so, like, Sean McVay just wants to nip at his ears all day. And you didn't really get a sense of this today at opening night for, you know, I don't know if you guys saw, but he, he's, he's, he, it's not that he's young or inexperienced. It's that he knows his entire career is in front of him. And Bill Belichick has done this so many times. There's nothing to be gained from it. And so it is one of those feelings where it's like, uh, let's get this over with. Like at every single step for Bill Belichick, whereas McVay yeah. can, can embrace it and be like, oh, this is an opportunity to do something good. Like the, Bill Belichick knows there's no good to be had from any of this. I, I mean, it could not be though, right? I mean, the guy's been the, what's his, his ninth, 10th Super Bowl as a coach with the Giants and and the Patriots. I mean, what are that? He's been to a million Super Bowls. McVay. Uh, is what thirty three? What the hell was? <laughs> was he even born when Belichick was first coaching? Was Bill Belichick born and he was forty years old? Like, was <laughs> a grandfather. You know, the big thing in the zeitgeist right now is is that whole tidying up and asking if things spark joy. And I can imagine someone asking Bill Belichick, like, "What sparks joy for you?" And him just going, "The cold grip of death." <laughs> uh. Clean, cleaning up defensive line play. You get uh, get rid of that three technique. You can put that in a bin and put it on the second shelf. Marie Kondo, get the hell out of here. I'm done with you. Uh, I think I, the most I've heard Belichick speak on one topic this week was talking about Johnny Hecker, the weapon, because <laughs> he was a former special teams coach, right? Other than that, it's like, yeah, well, they're good. They got good offense. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of, I kind of want to talk about the. Um, you know the the narratives that 
are kind of being tossed about with the game. And are there any? Were there any? Were there any well, narratives over the last? Well, I I think what what, I, what I'm hearing a lot of is uh, NRC getting a lot of press. It seems like ever since he um, who nickel. Nikel Ruby uh, Coleman, uh, maybe you've heard of him. Maybe he um, made a big play in the last Rams game. He he threw some shade at Tom Brady this week, and some people say, "Oh, you don't do that. You don't make Tom Brady mad. You don't give him bulletin board material." Um, and I don't know if it was a good look or not, but I like how NRC is feeling himself, and you know, it's a guy who's not on the field every play, but he's definitely making um, a big opportunity of the microphone on the Super Bowl two-week thing. You can't call it Super Bowl week. What, what do you call it? Do you call it – I guess everybody just still calls it Super Bowl week, right? Even though – I don't call it anything. I just call it a week, Monday to Sunday. I don't know why we have to come up with names and things. By the way, I've married Murray Kondo, <laughs> and now we're a couple. Yeah. Leave me alone. I mean, his his comments that, – that comment made waves up here today. I'm driving home, and I put the local hacks on. And they're bitching about NRC, um, not giving a shit about being, you know, committing the foul. Like, what's he supposed to do? Well, let's let's forfeit the game because you're right. Um, you're like, oh, he doesn't care. Like, I think I'm old. I'm listening to these guys thinking, what the hell, really? And then they brought up the Brady age thing, and what this guy just shut up and play. And I tweeted this a little earlier, but I don't think anyone knows outside of a few Rams fans how good of a player he actually is. You know, he's the villain. He was you know, committed the foul. He hit one of the guy's head. Everything's being talked about except for he's pretty fucking good at his job. Outside of you know, outside of the play, up until that point, he was fantastic in that game, and uh, that's nothing new for his entire season. He's been really good, and so I hope he is able to spin this into a big double bird, picks off Brady or something, uh, or shuts down Edelman. I would love to see him have a great game because of the. Do you think they'll go had. after him? Do you think Brady's gonna 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 challenge him and try to make him look bad? No, I think he'll take. I think he's Tom Brady. He'll take whatever the, is working and just keep forcing it. Yeah, I don't think he Brady's got like personal vendetta against being called old. He knows he's old, but he'll use it to motivate himself, and then he'll just take whatever they're giving. I was just gonna say, it's not like they said, you know, he's a guy that likes strawberries. I mean, that would that would be liable. <laughs> you crossed the line. I've never had a strawberry sure. ever. Strawberries. Strawberries are one of my top three favorite berries. Anybody, anybody <laughs> suggests otherwise doesn't know what to talk about. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, I, I did six radio interviews. Every single one of them, the first topic was Nicole Roby Coleman. Not Jared Goff, not Aaron Donald, not Todd Gurley. Every single one of them wanted to either talk about Nicole Roby Coleman based on the no call from the Saints game or what he said about Tom Brady. Um it's it's just different, man. It's different being inside the Rams bubble and outside. And yeah. obviously for a game like this, it's going to galvanize as much attention as it does outside the Rams bubble. Um, it's just different. I think I think that I think the bubble's still talking about it, though. I think everyone's talking about it because, and not so much the Tom Brady stuff, but the non-call because it's by far the big the biggest topic. And what I kind of wanted to. To, to bring up, and I don't know, maybe if you talked about this on your media hits, is the fact that this sort of um, narrative of the Rams don't deserve to be in the Super Bowl because of this play, and they stole the, the same spot, you know, as bullshit as that is, that's just what people are saying. Do you think that that's going to light a fire 
you know, for, for these Rams players? Or do you think that, that they already have enough motivation to win the Super Bowl and, and all of this is just hot air and it doesn't really matter? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly helps. I mean, you combine that with Patrick Chung saying that they're going to go beat the Rams' asses at their rally. It's the same thing that Nikel Roby Coleman provided them and obviously what we said at our rally. But I, I don't know that either team needs it. You know, I think both teams are getting ready for a Super Bowl and they've got plenty of motivation on both sides. Yeah. What do you think the besides? I mean, those narratives are a little bit bullshitty. So what do you think is is the biggest story going in the Super Bowl for these two teams? Because I have one. Go. Todd Gurley. Go, go, go. The knee of Todd Gurley. I think to me, that is the most interesting topic because it's mysterious we don't know what percent he is and i don't think he knows and the way he gets used in this game to me is the most intriguing aspect of the super bowl and we're not going to really find out probably till like maybe the third quarter of how he's going to factor into this game because you know and it's kind of been this past couple of games where you'll be watching it you know be on the slack for tst and they'll be like hey guys you know Gurley just sat out the last two plays, and you know the, even the com, you know the commentators aren't talking about it. Sometimes they miss it because the game's going so fast. So the interesting thing that I think McVay does with Gurley is he doesn't just sit him out or put him on the injury report. They make it seem like he's fine, and he'll be on the field, and he'll, he'll you know he'll, he'll be catching screen passes, and you know he'll, he'll have some receptions, and maybe he'll do a couple, um, you know, a couple touches for run plays, but uh, nothing that's that's significant. You'll just see that it's, when you look at the end of the game with the box scores, you're like, oh man, he only had, you know, last one, he only had four touches. But before that, I mean, he's a guy that doesn't get a lot of touches, right? Ultimate decoy. The threat of being. And, and so. Is that his, is that his wrestling name? The ultimate, the ultimate decoy. <laughs> he's not even in the ring, but you think he is. <laughs> You know what it is? It's it's tag team. It's it's uh it's it's uh Nikhil Robert Coleman who does all the work, <laughs> but then Todd Gurley is on you know is on the on the jumbotron. Somebody thinks that he's going to be in there, but he's just underneath the mat. Um. Anyways, I I think that one. What, what do you guys What do you guys think? I think it's a good one because I think uh, teams have been able to exploit Patriots linebacker and most specifically uh, Kyle Van Noy, and so. If you look last week, I mean, he gets caught. He gets he's not the fastest guy out there, and so if you get him in space and you get a quick back on him, you can really take him take him to the woodshed, and that's kind of what Todd Gurley would be good at. And if Todd Gurley is limited, then you you know you you shrink that that advantage you have. If it's you know eighty percent of Todd Gurley against one hundred percent of Calvo and Van Noy, maybe it's it's a wash. Whereas hundred percent and hundred percent Gurley's going to win those matchups on that side and. Uh, so I think I think that's valid. I think that's 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 a big that's a big key to this game is how healthy is Todd Gurley and can they use can they use all of his tools uh, to the best ability to exploit the the holes in that defense. I mean they've given up big plays this year, but they've also had problems with with backs out of the backfield. So I think that I think that's a good one, Joey. I'll say two things. And I I mentioned I was talking to a bunch of guys from Rams Media today, and one of them I was talking about with all the media availability I did that. For for all the 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 effort that all these interviewers made to point out Nikel Roby Coleman at some point, especially early in their interviews, only one out of the six I did thus far, only one mentioned Todd Gurley's knee. 
not five of the six of them. That wasn't even something that they wanted to even discuss. It wasn't even relevant to the game or the preview. It, I, I don't know if it's because because the Rams have been successful without Todd Gurley being a centerpiece of their football, or because he's a running back and that position has limitations, or I, I don't I don't know because you know the the, Since, the Rams. Run for 500 yards over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and maybe right. necessary in their mind. And he's he's found them squeezed out of the headlines. I don't I don't know what it is, but the, the the majority of them didn't even bring up his name. They brought up Jared Goff. They brought up Aaron Donald. They didn't bring up Todd Gurley. I found I found that interesting for whatever reason. the The other thing I'd say is I I have seen and I, I tweeted about this earlier and I got one response. The, the Todd Gurley has leaned on this line that if I were in, if I were hurt, I'd be on the injury report, which is pretty silly because he himself admitted that he injured his knee in week one and wasn't on the injury report all year. Yeah. I I also think I'm just going to move Pat this real quick because um, I, I kind of, I kind of, I'm not worried about Todd Gurley as much. I I think he's going to be what he is. Why not? Be, because there's nothing I could even even after last even after last week against the Saints, you're not worried about Todd. Well, I, I'm not I'm not worried about his knee. I'm worried about him catching the ball. And I think in, in one way, and I said that last week that it's a little bit mental that he's thinking about his knee. So I'm I'm hoping that it's, I was going to say you don't you don't tie the two together. Yeah, you do, and and I I I guess I'm just hoping that he's going to. Figure it out, and he's and he's not going to because he that that to me that was a little bit of an outlier game of him dropping those passes, and I'm I don't know I'm 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 just giving some blind optimism to the whole situation and just hoping he's cool because I think it freaks me out if if <laughs> if I really kind of own up to the fact that he's like fifty percent, you know. I can't I can't tell if you're crying while you're laughing over there. A little bit. The idea little, of little really being fifty. You don't want to go. You don't want to go in the biggest game of the year thinking. But Todd Gurley being fifty percent, not fully healthy. So you just keep those blenders on and feel good about your 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 pre. Well, if if you guys had to bet, like, what would you say his his percent of health is going into this game? Is it is it more or less than fifty percent? That's a good over under. Mm, I'm gonna go seventy five. I think he's lacking the burst he normally has. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys game, he, had, he was able to run away from, from guys with, and when he had a wide-open hole. Barely. <laughs> that was the thing. Was the wide, if you go back and watch that play, he didn't really like, run away with him. He didn't really run away. He, he, I guess yeah, all the W had a double block, and he, went, he, he ran to the, the pylon. If you watch it, he does this weird thing where he kind of ducks in and tries to gain a speed that he normally has, and it's not there. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I, don't, I don't think he's he has all his 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 speed, his burst, whatever. But you know, I hope his hands. I hope his hands come to play this week because they didn't two weeks ago, and that was that was bad. Here's the here's the deal. I I'd buy seventy five percent. I'd buy fifty percent. I won't buy a hundred, and I won't buy zero. It's somewhere in the bad zone. It's in the bird box zone. That's where we are. <laughs> Do you do you think that there are going to be a lot of Georgia Bulldog fans showing up to the game to cheer on Todd Gurley because he's a Bulldog and they might not be Rams fans, but they're Todd Gurley fans? 
problem is the Super Bowl, and we were talking about this pre-show, but we, the Super Bowl has kind of become a fire festival, except successful. And so yeah. you don't get normal. Yeah, you don't get normal humans for the most part mm-hmm. at these games. And so but you get it three grand pop. So you might love Todd Gurley, but you're going to drop three grand on Todd Gurley if it's not your favorite NFL team. Yeah, remember that kid in the halftime show that was like on his phone and like the, I forgot, yeah. it was like Justin, it was like some famous singer was going up in the crowd and the kid was just on his phone. He couldn't give a shit. He was probably like his dad is like a CEO of like some big bullshit company and he's just like, I don't, I don't care about anything. I'm so wealthy. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's speaking of, of not mattering and, and, and not having a soul. How about Maroon 5? How do you pronounce it? Big boy? Mm. <laughs> Check your spelling. That's awesome. I'll have one Nebraska pizza, please. <laughs> yes, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the rally in Los Angeles to, to launch the boys to uh, to the to the good. airport. It was good. It was good. Good, good crowd. I thought the you know I saw you saw the. The line like was three quarters of a mile long to get in. It was it was you know they had a pretty good that the because we, a because we have a smaller fan base and b because it's Los Angeles and Los Angeles always has to be bigger. If we don't have five hundred thousand people at the rally, there's always going to be people saying, "Look at Los Angeles, they don't have enough football fans." Like <laughs> unless we have an entire you know Colorado pop level population of people. <laughs> these things yeah, that's true There's that's a- true i mean the rams fans i mean they, they draw from orange county people from Dor- orange county are going to drive up to go to go launch the rams and stand on a dirt lot i don't i don't think they're making that drive i mean that's part of they have, they have a stadium that launched this thing from like the patriots all showed up at gillette and fans showed up and that was you're standing in a construction zone with a uh with a stage and like a little gate it's like all right in inglewood uh, i'm not sure I'm not sure you're getting people from Morris County to drive up for that. A few probably did, but uh, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was, was good turnout. Thing. I thought was, yeah, I thought I thought they did for what they had. I thought it was I thought it was fine. Yeah, I mean, in comparison to the you know Boston sports fans, it's you're gonna have to the Rams are gonna have to be in town for a couple more decades to get you know a fan base. I think right. you know when when the when the you know if you had a similar event to the Lakers. I think you would have a bigger thing, but the the previous day they had like the Dodger fan appreciation day, and it was you know similar in attendance, um, because you know it's 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 one of those things where it's like it's not a game you're you're not actually watching the team play, so it's just a different type of fan event, you know it's it's not doesn't I don't think it means that much for the fan base, but I think it's cool that they do it, and I especially think it's cool that people were able to go out to Inglewood and see you know, how far along the stadium's coming and, and know that it's going to be rad. I, I, it is going to be rad, gonna right? Big, you know what's going to have a big turnout? The fucking parade, bitches. Boom! I don't think it's, it's funny, like, when shit. we talk about, like, a, like a, a rally for the Rams, like, if you live in L.A., like, you know, hey, you want to go to the rally for the Rams? Eh, I, I guess I got to... Other things. No offense, but if you live in Worcester, Massachusetts, if you live in fucking, Wista. if you live in fucking Pawtucket, like I, I'm not, tr- I'm not trying Pawtucket. to hate on people's lives out there. Yeah, 
Swamp skid. If you live in Hartford, Marblehead. What what is it on your schedule this week that is so important that it can possibly preclude you from going to the the Patriot send off versus the Rams going to the, you know how many other things. Can't take it. Get the bunions. I gotta go down to your patch. Get some chowder. You know, you know, you, you know what you can't do. You you cannot do in Wista, Massachusetts, is buy weed on Sundays with a credit card. But in Los Angeles, they're open till 10 p.m. on Sunday. You know who you can't go get to go to a Patriots rally? Bill Belichick. It, there's no way. There's no way you could. Uh, for who? Doing what? <laughs> what they do is they, they record him and they show it on the Jumbotron, right? And the entire team shows up, but Belichick is like recorded. Bill, what do you have to say to the fans? Uh, what do you, what do you, thanks. What do you think it would be like if Bill Belichick interviewed zombie Bill Belichick? So, uh, <laughs> what, what are you doing today? Uh, <laughs> Thought about getting lunch. <laughs> uh, What do you say we go get a Nebraska pizza and call this a night? Oh, wow. We're going to get crazy, huh? Okay, sure. <laughs> that's that's basically like, if you're like, what does Bill Belichick dance like? What's his dance moves? Uh, it's pretty much a Nebraska pizza, just in human form movement. What, is Bill, what do you think Bill <laughs> Belichick gets on his pizza? Do me, do me a favor. Put two ice cubes in the middle. <laughs> It's just just an ear of corn, just <laughs> chopped up. An ear of corn wrapped up by a piece. <laughs>